Welcome back to episode four, number four of the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. I'm here with Kyle, Alex, and Brett. Yes, sir. We're going to talk about some sports today. Alrighty, so getting into it, we always have the opener, favorite thing that we saw over the weekend or the past week, and the favorite thing that I saw was the Miami Marlins going into Chicago and sweeping the Cubs in two games. In game one, they were fueled by a big Corey Dickerson three-run shot off Kyle Hendricks in the seventh, followed by a two-run home run by Jesus Aguilar later in the inning. Yes, sir. And then in game two, Sixto shoved, I think he threw five scoreless. Uh... Big old Garrett Cooper hit a huge solo home run in the seventh against U Darvish. And then the bullpen came in and shut down the Cubs offense. That was by far the favorite thing that I saw. Yes, sir. For the underdog. I do love me some Sixto Sanchez, but the best thing I saw from the weekend was BYU beating Louisiana Tech 45-14. to Zach Wilson, the junior quarterback, had five touchdowns. And do you know why? This was the best thing I saw all week. Why was it Because best it destroyed the NBA Finals and ratings. It did. That's what we like to see. Go college football. Yes, yes sir. Speaking of another college football game, I watched Iowa State take down Oklahoma. Oklahoma previously losing to Kansas State at home. They went into Jack Trice Stadium after a rough outing. It's their first time losing back-to-back games since 1999. It can't be good for Lincoln Riley. Uh, although, no, although it could have been a very crucial holding call on Spencer Rattler's last throw of the game, it was not a great ball at all, and he threw it in double coverage, and he did not see the safety, and he got picked off, and Iowa State making a name for themselves, beating one of the powerhouses in the Big 12. Yeah, I just hope Lincoln Riley gets fired so the Jets can hire him. <laughs> yeah, you Spencer Rattler's overrated, man. We'll see. We'll see. Undersized, Third career game. He could be undersized, that's true, but that shouldn't stop him from being a college legend. What is yes. he, a sophomore? Or is he Redshirt freshman. Redshirt freshman. Redshirt freshman. So, yeah, I mean, he's got time. He's still too fat. Going on to our next segment, we talk about uh, where's your head at? Where we go through many different things throughout the weekend that we saw, whether in football or in baseball, or maybe even basketball, who knows? Maybe basketball will make, a, make an appearance sometime. But we talk about... Our favorite, not our favorite things, but different things that we saw throughout the weekend and our, our different opinions on them. So our first one is Texas football, not college, but the NFL. Those teams are combined 1-7 with Dallas and Houston. What are you guys more worried about? Well, Dallas's defense is ranked 30th in the NFL, number 30. Dak is number one in passing, but Houston just fired their coach, Bill O'Brien. Hmm. And they don't even have their first or second round pick this year. Miami has it. Uh, I think that both teams are screwed. Dallas is constantly coming back from games. Dak Prescott's throwing the ball a lot. He threw for 504 yards last game, four touchdowns. Um, They got ran by a Cleveland Browns team that I think wasn't too good. But Dallas won three. (laughs) Right now, they're losing to the division. Philly just picked up a huge win on Sunday night against... The NFC runner-ups, uh, or NFC champions, my bad. That was a horrible game. Yeah, that was, pretty bad, that was pretty bad. America's team's in trouble. Houston, they had a really hard schedule. They fired their coach slash GM. 
he traded away DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> one of Sean Watson's. For David Johnson. For David Johnson, yes. Hopefully they can turn it around. I like Deshaun Watson a lot. I don't know. They're just both in a really bad state right now for both teams. You know, I think it has to be the Texans in the worst state. I mean, they're 0-4, no coach, no first-round pick, no second-round pick, no DeAndre Hopkins. And Dallas? I mean, they're 1-3, but their playoff odds are still really, really high with how bad their division is. If they beat the Eagles once or even twice, they have a very good chance of winning that division. Yep. That division, you know, we might see a six nine and one winner in that division. Oh man, that would that would be horrible. Funny to see. So going on to our next topic, uh, one thing that wasn't bad this weekend was Tom Brady, especially in the second half. His team came back from down, I think, twenty four to seven. I think that was. Are Tom Brady and his Bucks the best team in their division? You know, Tampa Bay is taking a lot of injury hits this year. O.J. Howard out for the year, torn Achilles. Um, Fournette, Godwin, Evans have all been banged up. But right now they have the number three defense in the league. Young guys like Sean Murphy Bunting and Devin White have stepped up. I think they're going to be just fine. And, yeah, I'm going to say they're a little more ahead than New Orleans is right now. That's fair. I have to agree with you, Skyler. Uh, I've been on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bandwagon this whole season. You really have? I think they are the best team in the division. They were missing Chris Godwin, Fournette, and Brady. Brady showed he's not time to hang up the cleats. And he dominated the Chargers secondary in the second half of the game. The Derwin james secondary. Oh, sorry. Three for five touchdowns. And they head into Soldier Field this weekend. I think they're going to pick up another win. And yeah. It's not this weekend. It's Thursday Thursday night. We might actually have a good Thursday game. Yeah. Yeah. Foles versus Brady rematch. Yeah. I think uh, Tom was very, very sharp in the second half. We saw that. He had a very, he had a tough pick in the first half. Got picked, returned back for a touchdown. Against, pretty sure he's a pretty bad corner, too, as far as ratings go. But they have a good test on Thursday against the Bears team in Chicago, right? I think that's in Chicago. Yeah, in Soldier Field. Yeah. They need their wide receivers to be healthy. All Their top four wide receivers were not at practice today with, uh, I think, Wilson is... One of their names, Scotty Miller, and then uh, Chris Godwin and Michael Evans. I still think the Saints are better, though. Getting Michael Thomas back will help the Saints a lot, and once they do, Breeze will have his number one target back. We've seen how good Kamara has been this year, and Emmanuel Sanders had a good game over the weekend as well. So I still have the Saints. I think they're still in the division. So another team in that division is the Carolina Panthers. They started off 0-2, came back and are 2-2. 2-0 with no CMC. What are you guys' thoughts on that? You know, the past two games, Carolina has been 70% on third down. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's only turned the ball over one time. But I don't think it's not having Christian McCaffrey. That has nothing to do with it. It's guys like Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns, Yuter Grossmatos stepped up. And a pretty easy schedule. It was against the Chargers and a struggling Kyler. Yeah. They handled them quite well, though. I mean... The game was mostly a three-possession ball game, I think. Yep. Um, the Panthers are looking pretty good right now. Their defense is standing up. Stepping up, what Skyler just said, Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns, they're ready to play. And Teddy was brought in. What are you supposed to be doing? Winning ball games. And without Teddy ball game. <laughs> yes, sir. Teddy's record in the league is pretty high. His run percentage is pretty dang high. And Matt Rule is doing a really good job, 2-2. Two and two. 
the, the future is really bright in Carolina. Yeah, that, that's true. I don't know how long they keep Teddy as far as years, years wise. But I think this team still start was uh, mainly because of needing a preseason, new head coach, new quarterback. So even for the returning guys, it's completely different. Uh, but CMC, yeah, him not being there is definitely not the reason why they're winning. Getting him back will be a huge, bo- huge boost. I think he's still going to be gone for a couple more weeks. Teddy's starting to look sharp with his targets and starting to get on the same page. The pickup of Robbie Anderson in the offseason definitely helped a lot. It does. You know, people always say Teddy Bridgewater is just a bridge quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who knows? If he can pull off a 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight season, maybe they won't need to draft one. Yeah, and the Jets had Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson. We did. Thanks. And look where the Jets are right now. <laughs> yeah, no. They got nothing. <laughs> team that does have something, though, is Indianapolis and their defense. Is Indy's D the top in the league? Yeah, they're number one for a reason. Number one in yards, number five in turnover differential. And Justin Houston right now is number five in sacks with three and a half. Darius Leonard, we know, is a freaking baller. Um, and Rocky Sin's been out the past two weeks. They're going to be even better when he comes back. COVID, I think. Right? He played last week, right? He did. He played against Spurs. Well, there you go. I watched, I watched that game. <laughs> game. But yeah, Indy's defense is legit. They shut down. I watched that game. They shut down Chicago offense that come into the game with Nick Foles. They look like they're going to put a lot of yards, a lot of points. But they made look, Nick Foles look lost out there. And what Skyler just said, they got dogs on the defense. Darius Leonard, certified beast. And I think they're the number one best defense in the league. It's legit. And they're a team to watch. Unlike my comrades here on the podcast, I'm not too quick to hop on Indy's defense on how good they are. They've had some good games. They shut down a mediocre Bears offense. I mean, that, that offense is nothing crazy. The Jets, we know how bad their team is in general. Their offense is really bad. The, the Vikings aren't as overpowered as what they were a couple years ago. I don't think that's too big of a thing. And they still allowed 20 points to the Jags team. And the Jags... You know, their offense isn't the best either, but they do have potential, and I think if they keep this going, they definitely can make a case for that number one spot. And it's going to be a fun challenge to watch them against the, the great rushing attack of the Cleveland Browns this weekend. Yeah, if Rivers doesn't turn over the ball, they should be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we saw uh, Mitch Trubisky get benched for uh, Nick Foles two, weeks, two weekends ago, or one weekend ago, I guess. A team that's struggling with their QBs right now is the San Francisco 49ers with uh, Jimmy G's absence. They don't know if he's going to be back this week. Do you see the Niners losing to Miami this weekend if there's no Jimmy G? Well, the Niners have gotten some of their big weapons back. Debo and Kittle had pretty big games. Uh, actually, I think Debo was uh, on snap count a couple times, so we got taken out. But uh, Brandon Ayuk, too, the rookie. Great game. Amazing hurdle. But we saw Mullins through two horrible interceptions, and we know C.J. Beathard's not going to get it done. So, yeah, they're in some serious trouble if Jimmy's not playing in that game. Yeah, yeah I have to agree with you. Jimmy needs to come back from the win. I did watch that Dolphins-Seattle game, though. Miami did not look that good against the Seattle defense that they were supposed to have a shootout with. Um, Fitzpatrick's having a good year, and... They just didn't execute. I don't think they could beat the Niners, but I do think as long as Jimmy is out, they're going to be in close games battling for wins. And like Skyler said, he, Nick Mullins did not look that good. Maybe Bethard starts this week? We don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> Interesting to see. 
you know, this Dolphins team isn't as bad as what it looks like, I think. I think Brian Flores is a great coach, and he will definitely have some big wins throughout the year. And if Jimmy G does not start on Sunday, I could definitely see the Niners losing. I think the Niners have a great team when he is in there, but they need a guy that can step up and make some big throws. Uh, Miami kept it pretty close with Seattle over the weekend. I, it was a decently high-scoring game, 31-23. to Ended up being an eight-point game at the end. With I'm pretty sure the, the Dolphins had a garbage-time touchdown, though. But they kept it close with them, mainly throughout halftime and into the third quarter until Seattle started to pull away. I don't, I don't know who the Niners should start at QB. Beathard or Mullins? We saw Mullins. He, he usually made doesn't make the mistakes that he does or that he did on Sunday. He usually throws with conviction and knows what he's doing, but he did not know what he was doing at all on Sunday. And even though C.J. Beathard had uh, two garbage time drives where he drove down the field, I think that's something encouraging for him and something that he could build on. And the Niners really have to rely on their playmakers if they don't have Jimmy G. You know, we can we know what Debo can do with the ball in his hands in open field, and we know what we saw what Brandon Ayuk can do in the open field. Same with guys like McKinnon and uh, Mostert when he comes back. Kittle's obviously the game plan that the Niners had over on Sunday night. Just throw it to Kittle and let yeah. him do work. Hey, I think uh, Colin Kaepernick's available. <laughs> they have reunion in uh, San Francisco? St. Clara, actually. We've got a really needed QB to go after Mr. Colin. The, the Niners NFC West foe, Seattle, is sitting up top at the, in the NFC right now at 4-0. Are them or the Green Bay Packers, the top dog in the NFC? Green Bay is unstoppable. So Darius Smith, five sacks. That's leading the NFL. They also have Preston Williams, Jair Alexander, other pro bowlers. That's just the defense. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a career year this year. Yeah, it's fun it's, to watch. We saw today. last night. It was amazing. Him and Robert Tanyan. Three touchdowns. Know, Robert. You know, they have had a lot of injuries. Devontae Adams, but he said he, he was healthy to go. It was just, yeah. you know, cautionary purposes. Makes sense. Um, and Alan Lazard, too. But, you know, Seattle has their injuries, too. They do. And I think Green Bay's been handling it better. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I think the Seattle Seahawks are the best team out of those two. I just think Russell Wilson's very locked in right now. I believe he can win a Super Bowl. The Packers are a very good team, but I think it's the same thing as last year. They're going to be good all the way up, and then they'll meet someone that you just can't beat. Like last year, they took, they lost to the Niners twice. It was blowouts, and I just don't think they have enough to be over the top of Seattle. I think Seattle is going to go to the NFC Championship this year. I think Green Bay is the top team in the NFC. A-Rod looks locked in right now, even without Alan Lazard and Devontae Adams. He's been super fun to watch. He's back into his confident stage and is completely locked. Seattle also has a quarterback that is completely locked right now, playing some of the best football of his life. But I think Green Bay's defense is better than Seattle when it comes down to it. And for Seattle to be better, they need their defense to make plays, and that requires having Jamal Adams in. And when he's not in or when he's hurt, it doesn't help him. Yes, sir. This seems like a good stopping point. Let's Indeed take this one to halftime. Halftime. Half 
This weekend we saw a lot of backup quarterbacks playing from Nick Mullins, C.J. Beathard, Brian Hoyer, and Jared Stidham, Brett Rippon, and Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is in the best situation right now? Chicago Bears, are, I'd say, are in the best spot. You know, even though as a starter, Nick Foles hasn't been super, super successful, but out of those quarterbacks that you just listed, I think Nick Foles is probably the best one in the best spot, probably with the one of the best defenses out of the teams that you listed. So I think they should be fine there. And I'd say probably Brett Rippon. I mean, and the Broncos, their team is not super good in the first place, but they... Uh, we don't know when Drew Locke's coming back. He should be gone for, what, like six weeks or so? Something like that? Long. Yeah, four to six. Yeah, so in those games, Broncos probably going to lose. We might have a matchup of uh, backup quarterbacks this weekend. I don't know if it's in Denver or in New England, but I don't think Cam Newton's going to be back for, in time. So we might see Brian Hoyer or Jerkson, we don't know, versus Brett Rippon. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Kyle here. I think Nick Foles is in the best spot to succeed. All those guys you mentioned, Skyler, are not starters right now. And they won't be starters at the end of the season. I think Nick Foles will not lose his job. And, yeah, but Rippon also took down the Jets this week. Pretty inspiring performance. Hey, that's not saying much, though. <laughs> For first career start at Boise State, your favorite team, Skyler. Yes, sir. Yeah, but it's Nick Foles, and he has the best spot right now in that back quarterback talk. And, yeah, Bilicek had... Patrick Mahomes pretty confused until the second half, uh, until Brian Hoyer started turning over the ball. And that's, I don't like the Patriots, but that's disappointing. Yeah. Those guys are not going to get it done for them. And yeah, Nick Foles has done this before. He's come off the bench. I have to go with him. Yeah. You know, this weekend we saw a pretty big fight. Golden Tate and Jalen Ramsey. (laughs) Yeah, it's an interesting situation over there. You know, uh, so I guess Jalen Ramsey... He was dating uh, Golden Tate's sister, I believe, and uh, got her pregnant and then left. So that's why uh, Golden Tate's a little upset. And uh, I'm pretty sure he tweeted out saying that he's have to, he's gonna have to go through me or something like that. We saw Man. that this weekend with the big brawl after the game in New York. I'm sure they were jawing at each other the whole game as well. Yeah, um, it was a pretty interesting fight to say the least. The whole entire personal story behind these two is very interesting. And Ramsey is known to have a heavy mouth and to talk trash and get into fights. So we saw a few years back, he got in a fight with uh, AJ Green, I'm pretty sure, which suspended him. And it's pretty, very funny to see, not going to lie. They off each other's helmets, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey has a bit of a reputation. He's got for a being temper. A dick. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the people's skin. That's what a lot of corners yeah. do. There are a lot of. A lot of DBs in general just try to get up in your face and get you frustrated. Mm-hmm. So Trevor Lawrence, Clemson quarterback, has taken college football by storm the past three years, won a national championship in his true freshman season. And Tank for Trevor is starting now. Yeah. Right now, the top ten in the draft order are the Jets, Dolphins, Giants, Falcons, Jags, Washington football team, Cowboys, Broncos, Chargers, and Vikings. Who do you think has the best shot? To get Trevor Lawrence this year, the Jets. I mean, they're, the number, they're most likely going to have the number one pick. I don't really see him getting things going and winning a couple games. They might, they might get one. Who knows? But definitely a contender for the 0-16 season. Unfortunately, 
I think it makes sense for them to draft a QB, even though Sam Darnold hasn't been the main problem of their struggles so far. I think most likely Adam Gase will be out of there. He should be out of there. I think Jets fans will like Man, that. Man, I hope so. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we see often that uh, new head coaches want a different quarterback, and they definitely have a good chance or a good shot to take one as Giancarlo Stanton hits oh, a cock Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> wow. That ball was destroyed. <laughs> wow. Stanton, bro. Oh Giancarlo my. cuts Tampa Bay's lead. It's now 5-4. to four. Tampa's still winning. Let's just four too early. Giancarlo has history in San Diego. Yeah. But going back to it, yeah, I think the Jets are definitely have the highest, <laughs> highest shot to get Trevor Lawrence. I think he'd be a big help for their franchise if they get a good head coach with him. I've been over this with Skyler multiple times. Uh, I think Sam Darnold stays. I think Adam Gase, obviously he's going to get fired. No, he get, he's going to get an extension, man. Oh, yeah. Gase for extension. Gase for extension, yeah. Yeah, start that hashtag. How about that? I will never do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I could see a team trading up for Trevor Lawrence, like Pittsburgh or uh, Minnesota or just... It would take 30 first-round picks. Yeah, or Indianapolis. They could trade up for a quarterback. I just think Sam Darnold's a guy, even though... Sam Darnold has regressed. He is throwing to absolutely nobody out there. And it's pretty funny to see. No, it's not funny. It's not <laughs> I funny. I mean, it's one of the DBs. Yeah. <laughs> He's seeing ghosts also. You know, <sighs> but anyways, it's going to be the Jets or the Giants most likely. Interesting story would be if any of these teams trade the pick. See what they could get out of it. Obviously, we haven't seen such a crazy prospect like this in a while um, this could bring in a huge draft haul yeah for sure oh yeah God. Eddie Halen passed away today Rip. guitar legend R.I.P. played the guitar riff on one of Alex's favorite songs Beat It Michael Jackson yeah Aww. just want to take a minute and pay respects exactly mm-hmm. yeah. R.I.P. rest in peace Eddie yeah alright now we're going to look at some tweets None of these guys have seen them yet. Um, be interesting to see their reaction. We have right. some blasphemy. <laughs> the first tweet right now is actually an article from the Boston Herald from Tom Keegan. And the best AFC East quarterback is Jared Stidham. <laughs> oh, this is blasphemous. <laughs> I mean, you gotta look at what Josh Allen has done. That's... I don't know if that guy's joking or not. Well, it seems like he should This be was joking. right before the season. Right before the season. Oh, okay. He said Cam Newton's electric, but it's Jared Stidham's time. I was talking about, like, you just know, I think there's at least three, maybe even four, maybe even five quarterbacks better than Jared Stidham in this division. I mean, <laughs> we look at Cam Newton. He's been great when he doesn't have COVID. Uh, look at Josh Allen, possible MVP candidate so far. Look at... Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's actually pretty fun to watch. I mean, he's really a go-for-it guy. Tua is still with the Miami Dolphins. I think he's probably better than Jared Siddham, even though we haven't seen him yet. Maybe even Sam Darnold. Yeah. That's I would, maybe. Uh, I'm going to take that even farther. I'm going to say Joe Flacco after he beats the Cardinals next week. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> okay. I think Siddham's better than Flacco. Watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next freezing cold take comes to us from Sports Talk 790 in Houston. The report is Bill O'Brien will call the rest of the plays for the end of the season. 
This was a week ago. Huh. Well, I mean, his job might have been safe if he won this game against the Minnesota Vikings over the weekend. Or, I don't know about safe, but off the extremely hot seat that it was going into the, going into the game. Definitely, definitely a big problem over there in Houston. We talked about it earlier. They need something. They don't have any first pick, first round picks or any second round picks, so they are probably gonna be in the sellers for quite a while. Yeah, um, that's that's a pretty interesting take right there. A week later, Bill Bryan yes, gets sir. fired. That's crazy. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Well, he ain't calling plays anymore. Roman Cornell time. That's true. In Houston. Romeo. Romeo. The next one, Romeo, sure he's like, Romeo Cornell. Isn't he like 80 years old? Yeah, he's, he's pretty a, old. He was their defensive coordinator. Yeah. Cornell. Man, he's big been boy. A, he's been a DC for he's 73 big boy. years old. He 73? Is. Wow. Yeah. But anyways, our next take here comes to us from WalterFootball.com. I've actually yeah. used this website before. I talked about it with these guys a couple minutes ago. Mm-hmm. But I came across something that really disturbed me. Two years ago, Jets hire Adam Gase A plus grade. <laughs> That's a funny one right there. F minus grade. That's fair. Adam Gase had he had one good job, I'd say, with the OC in Denver when they had Peyton Manning. We saw what that offense was. They had a lot of weapons though. They obviously had Peyton Manning. And it's that job got Adam Gase paid for the rest of his life. He got him two co- Two head coaching jobs, and probably he'll end up being a coach somewhere else after this. Uh, Maybe like an OC. We need to get him out of here. He needs to stop ruining young players' careers. That's true. Yes. Saw it with Devontae Parker. Saw it with Minka Fitzpatrick. Ryan Tannehill. Drake. Yeah. Even though he wants to play also to Ryan Tannehill is yeah. still. But yeah, and this makes you wonder, if Bill O'Brien can be fired... With a bunch of injuries. Why didn't Adam Gase get fired this weekend? Exactly. They said it like uh, the injuries, too, for you guys. Like, what's the point of that? (laughs) Would have been the week to fire him, too. Was having the game on Thursday, get an extra couple days to. Mm -hmm. He'll get fired midway through the season. Yeah, we'll come back to Adam Gase a bit later. But uh, next week. My last freezing cold (laughs) take comes to us from the Sunday Night Football crew. All of them picked the Niners to beat the Eagles. Tough to say when you see back a quarterback like uh, Nick Mullins out there playing unlike how he has ever played in his career. But even though Carson Wentz threw a pick in the game, he played he played how he usually plays and actually got the job done. You know, Carson Wentz is a very aggressive quarterback. He doesn't he's not afraid to take shots or take a hit. And he just really goes for it and I guess it really paid off for him. Also having Nick Mullins on the field for the Niners helped the Eagles out a lot. On on the pick six at the end of the game it was it's quite ugly. I was talking to Skyler about this after the game. I told him I could see the Philadelphia Eagles winning the game, but I just think Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. Like Kyle said, he's not afraid to take the shot. And Philadelphia over, or overcame adversity and won. And, yeah, they, they got the picks wrong on Sunday night. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to do it for halftime with us. Yeah. So coming back – from halftime, starting the third quarter of the second half, whatever you want to call it. We, we're doing what we did last week. We talked about the, the wild card round in the MLB playoffs. Today we're going to talk about the division series in the AL and the NL playoffs. And our first matchup that we're going to talk about is Alex drops his phone. 
is uh, Tampa Bay Rays versus the New York Yankees in pretty San Diego, California. Yankees took game one by the final score. I think it was 9-5 to five or something like that. I stopped watching after Giancarlo hit his grand slam. Uh, game two is going on right now. I do think the Yanks win this game in four. I think the Rays win this game tonight. I thought Tyler Glasnow was going to be a little bit less hittable. Uh, but we saw Giancarlo Stanton take one to the moon about 10 minutes ago. And the Yankees lineup just straight up looks unstoppable. They're very, very deep. If they have the uh, contributions from uh, Gary Sanchez and Glaber David and Glaber uh, David, that's his Instagram name. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Giancarlo already hits, I think it's his fifth home run of the postseason already, right? Jeez. Aaron yeah. Judge. Uh, no Didi, but they still have Gio Urshela and uh, obviously DJ LeMahieu. So, very fun lineup there. Uh, and the starters need to step up for the Yanks, and their bullpen needs to hold the leads once they get them because the Rays are a team that if you aren't paying attention, they'll fight back. And All right. And yeah, I agree with you. Um, I thought Glasnow would pitch a little better than he did tonight. I have Tampa losing in four games to the Yankees. This lineup is... Ridiculous. John Carlos on fire, obviously. Yeah. Aaron Judge homered yesterday too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're yep. deep. I'm gonna have to agree with all uh, both of you guys. The Bronx Bombers, they're looking for business, and they're hitting the ball very hard and very far. Yeah. And I think they win the series in four. I think Tampa Bay sneaks out a win here in the next coming games, but it's Yankees are gonna move on to the ALCS. Yeah. The other AL series is another heated rivalry between the Oakland Athletics and the Houston Astros. Astros are up 2-0 right now. Not looking good for us A's fans, and the A's don't look good either. We saw the lineup go go stale today. Didn't get it. They only had one hit after the fourth inning after Chad Pinder's home run. Long home run by Chad Pinder. That was fun to watch. And uh, for the A's to get back in the series, they need the starters to step up because the lineup is not applying any pressure to the Astros. And we've seen how good the Astros lineup is. Even without trash cans banging and buzzers, they still they hit the ball around the yard today. They hit the ball around the, the yard yesterday. And they're a scary team when they get hot. And the Astros' bullpen was a question going into the postseason. They had a lot of young guys, even in their starters too, with Framber Valdez and Urquidy and all those guys. But the Astros' bullpen has been flawless. They haven't given up a single run in 14 innings of work so far and has been a big, big plus for this Astros team so far in the postseason. Yeah, this one was really tough to watch again today. I think I had the same exact reaction last week, but we came back in the last series. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. It's only three games, though. Yeah, I'm picking Houston in three games. Uh, We get Lazardo tomorrow. I think he's going to get rocked. This Houston offense is going nuts right now. We can't get George Springer out. It's so frustrating. Um, We've seen Chris Davis heat up a little bit here in the postseason, but it's just it's too little, too late. You know, Mark Canna's not hitting very well. Uh, Matt Olson did go deep, but again, he's not making hard contacts. Lestal's been a little off too. Mm -hmm. And. The pitching has been questionable. We thought we had the best bullpen in baseball. Hasn't been that. I guess we'll see tomorrow if that's true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Must win games here on out, obviously. Man, I hate the Astros, man. Um, so does America. Yeah. Don't feel yeah. bad, Alex. Um, we're down 2-0 right now. Kind of sucks. We knew coming into the series we weren't 
we weren't going to win the World Series, but we had a feeling we were going to have a good chance to beat the Astros. And as of right now, it's not looking good at all. Like Skyler and Kyle just said, pitching has, is not showing up. Neither is it hitting. So where do we find our offense and pitching? I don't know. Maybe Luzardo and Montes figure out a way to shut these boys down and force a game five. Uh, I'm going to say Astros win in four. I want the A's to win so bad, but I just think the Astros, the way they're playing right now and destroying the ball, they're going to win the series in four. We even saw in the end of the A's-White Sox series in the wild card, uh, the A's really got their offense from mistakes by the White Sox pitchers, and not the A's hitting them, but the A's taking pitches and getting on base, and I think they forced eight walks in that game. But two of them were bases loaded walks by Matt Foster to bring in two in the fifth, and that was that was obviously deflating for the White Sox. And the A's, if they want to keep their season alive, they need to hit and not rely on Astros pitching, walking hitters, because they won't do that. Going on to the NL, a game that just started here as we're watching live. But uh, we have the Dojas, the Dojas, taking on the Padres, the super fun San Diego team. Uh, I have the Dojas in five. I think this Dodgers team is insanely good. Every aspect of it is fun to watch. As, that's actually a nice play. Yeah. Chris is that Taylor. Kike or Chris Taylor? Yeah. Yeah, Chris Taylor. Uh, but I think the Dodgers win in five. I think the Padres getting Mike Clevenger back, who is about to take the mound here in the bottom of the first, uh, is big. And maybe he might be able to start game five, but who knows with him getting injured. They might not want to pitch him on short rest because of possibly losing him for next season if something bad really happens. But they still have no Denilson Lament, which was their best starter throughout the regular season. And uh, they definitely needed him back in the series to take down the Dodgers. Uh, also for the Dodgers, I think they got they can't take this Padres team lightly. We've seen how good they are. I've talked about it, about how good the Padres are at creating energy. We saw that in the series against the Cardinals. They were down, I think, 6-2 to two in an elimination game, and they came back. Tatis threw in home run, and then Manny Machado, a no-doubter, like two, three pitches later. So this Padres team is very good at creating energy, and you cannot cannot turn your back on them. you gotta got to step on them when you can. Yeah, getting Mike Clev back is huge for the Padres because the pitching wasn't very good against St. Louis. And I got the Dodgers in four games. I don't think they're going to get that fixed in time. You know, and the Dodgers playing at Globe Life Park. That's where the World Series is. Yeah. If we see them turning up the offense quickly at this park in the series, I'm I'm picking them to win it all. One thing is though, it doesn't relate to this. Well, it kind of relates to the series, but uh, the new Globe Life Park is not like the Globe Life Field right next to it, and that it is not a complete hitters' park. It's actually more yeah. of a pitchers' park. Big walls, something uh, different than LA. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to have the Dodgers in five. I think they're just destined to make the World Series. It's a World Series of busts this year mm-hmm. with the addition of Mookie Betts. They have the best right fielder in the game. Bellinger is one of the best players in baseball. They're pitching top-notch. May, Bueller, Kershaw. Bullpen's pretty solid, too. If they don't win, if they don't beat the, the not even just the Padres, they win the World Series. It's just, what? There's <laughs> a letdown if they don't win. Yeah, they'll be cursed. Yeah, right now I'm going to say my World Series prediction, 
So far, it's going to be Dodgers over Astros. Yeah. They get it done in the rematch. It's tough to see the the Yankees lose, though. I don't. I, it's going to be tough. Might not. Happen. Yeah. Hey, if Framber Valdez <laughs> keeps rolling. What about A's Miami? No. A's in Miami, no way, bro. No way. Just kidding. I'm just The other NL series is featuring the Atlanta Braves and the Miami Marlins in Houston, Texas. Miami Marlins, fun fact, have never lost a postseason series. Um, it's pretty known news now, but... Thanks to Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. Gosh, they won in 1997 or 98? 2000... And then 2003. Three. Yeah. Steve Bartman. Three. But I do think Atlanta ends up taking them down in this series in four games. I think Miami will win when Sixto pitches. He's very, very tough to hit. Already becoming one of the best starters in baseball. We saw him take down or dominate through five innings the, the Cubs' struggling lineup in Chicago. I think he will continue to do that when he faces them, and I think Miami will take that game. Uh, I think the, the late rotation arms in Miami are going to be their downfall, though. Their three and four starters are not the greatest. But if they step up, we never know. We might see see the Miami win, pull off an upset. But I think the Atlanta lineup is way too powerful and so deep that you make one mistake and they're, they're right on you. So Miami needs to play their best baseball of the year to have a chance in this series and beat Atlanta. Yeah, I like Miami. It's a very good story. Young lineup, Anderson, um, Rojas. Cooper, right? Yeah. Yeah, and with some vets too, Aguilar and Corey Dickerson. Yeah, man, and like I said, I love Sixto Sanchez, but Atlanta's really hot right now. Acuna's pissed off. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he hits three homers tomorrow. (laughs) So I got Atlanta in four games. I think Sanchez does steal a game, but they're not going to get Atlanta's lineup out. It's it's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. Uh, Acuna looks very mad. He posted a picture on Instagram today just mocking the whole league. He was pissed off. I think what Skyler just said is true. Uh, Atlanta is scorching right now, and their pitching looks pretty good. Max Fried and Miami looks like they're on the, the tail ends of their playoff fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on from where's your head at, we're getting into our layups, our best bets of the week. Mine last week uh, was Seahawks minus six and a half. They ended up winning by eight points, so they covered, which is good, successful, three for three on my layup so far this year. Yeah, I had Andy minus two and a half at Chicago. Um, They won that game by eight points. Defense was amazing against Nick Foles, and I believe I'm three for three too. So yeah. So yeah. I'm not three for three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had Tampa Bay minus seven and a half at the time over Chargers. They won by a touchdown. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I also wasn't here one week, so I don't even think I got week one right too. But yeah, You're not. <laughs> yeah, you got the pick the. I picked Vikings plus Vikings three. Vikings versus the Colts. That did not end up well. So I'm on two on the year. So going forward to this week, uh, my layup is the Arizona Cardinals taking on the New York Jets. They are only seven-point favorites in New York. I think AZ will handle this completely. They'll get the job done, and that's because the Jets suck. 
It's that simple. Jets are awful. They are completely terrible. We might even see Joe Flacco this game, too. Who knows? It's not we and, might. Uh, <laughs> we've seen some struggles from Arizona throughout the last couple weeks, taking back-to-back losses. And if they struggle against the Jets, I think it's some definite concern there for what I had as one of the top teams in the NFC. Yep, and I got Georgia minus 12 at home against number 12 Tennessee. Last week, I was a little skeptical about Stetson Bailey, but... He is a baller. Yeah, that guy's going to be a college legend. He played amazing against Auburn and Bo Nix. Um, Zamir White, of course, is a beast. Could be a high draft pick next year. And mm-hmm. George Pickens, we all know him. He yeah. had a touchdown last beast. week. Sophomore, right? Yeah. yeah. For my lip of the week, I got the Florida Gators minus six and a half going into college station. Kyle Trask is looking like a top 15 pick, and I think they can certainly beat the Aggies by more than a touchdown. Uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, Kadarius Tony, is they're both studs, and like Skyler said to me, Pitts could be a top 15 pick, right? He could. Yeah, it's certainly looking like it. He had a monster week, and I think they're going to go in there and roll the Aggies. Aggies can start off 0-2, start the season off. Hmm. Some tough games for the Aggies, though. Alabama last week. Yeah. So moving on to the closer slash the two-minute drill where we have our bold prediction for the week and then our best series of the game that we're looking most forward to until the next time we do our, our podcast. So my bold prediction last week was that the Cleveland Browns were going to go into Dallas and beat the Cowboys, and that actually ended up coming true. Second week in a row that mine kind of came right. I mean, last... Last week I had a Cincy beating the Eagles, and that ended up being a tie. So I guess it's successful for me because it still made the Eagles look bad. But uh, yeah, Cleveland went into Dallas, put up a 49-point absolute insane offense offensive game for them against the Cowboys' bad defense. Put up 31 points, I believe, in the first half. Ground and pound. Yeah. Yes, sir. Had over 300 yards of rushing with uh, no Nick Chubb. Actually, well, Nick Chubb did have four... Did have 40 yards, but nowhere near his normal impact. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's always a good week when your bowl prediction is right. Yeah, unfortunately, my bowl prediction was wrong this week. I thought Adam Gase would be fired on Friday, along with Dole Loggins. And that didn't happen. That sucks. I don't know what's going on in New York, but I don't like it at all. Yeah. Okay, why is he still here? Adam Gase has done nothing for this team. He got Mackay Becton was injured last week with a wrecked shoulder. He got thrown into the game as an emergency situation. If he wasn't healthy enough to start, why was he suited up? And now he's even more hurt. Yeah. It's so sure. frustrating. Passionate Jets fan. Just talking about it, talking about, about his own team. Yep. Um, my bull prediction was wrong, too. I had Atlanta beating Green Bay. <laughs> But that didn't yeah, that did not happen. I didn't really see that ever happening. I thought they were gonna need a lot of things to go right for that. They had like a ten minute drive from like ninety four yards, and they only got a field goal out of it. It's tough. And that was just the game after that. Green Bay pounced on them. Julio did get hurt, but I don't think it would have mattered. Yeah. yeah. So going on to this week, it was a tough pick for me, and uh, I think for all of us in our bowl predictions this week, I, I felt. Pretty confident about Cleveland last week, but this week I have an unlikely upset as the Eagles go into Pittsburgh. I have a feeling the Eagles will get this job done in Pitt. The no, they won't. 
The Battle of Pennsylvania. No, they won't. The Battle of they Pennsylvania, will not. man. No, they won't. Yeah, no. Uh, a lot of things do need to go right. They're not going to be gifted the same mistakes that they were from uh, Nick Mullins a week ago. So they need to make plays of their own and uh, do a lot of things right to beat this Pittsburgh team. And my pick this week is going to be the Vikings win at Seattle. I know I'm crazy, right? Yeah, you are crazy. Thank you. <laughs> Seattle's defense looks horrible right now, especially with Jamal Adams still questionable for next week. And, I mean, man, they almost lost to Miami. So anything's possible, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Miami, I think Tua makes an appearance this week. Uh, I think Fitzpatrick will come out the gates very cold. He'll throw a couple picks early to that, that beat-up Niner defense. But I think Tua will make an appearance this week. I I don't know when, but it's coming. I mean, It's Tua's time. Even if uh, Fitzpatrick does have a bad start, I think it's, this is not the situation to throw Tua into. They're playing against a good defense uh, of the Niners. I don't think it's. I think the more favorable part, I believe, is like week ten. They play the Jets, then they have their bye. Oh yeah. They play the Jets again, and then they play the Bengals. I think that's a very favorable spot for Tua. We could see him then. Or maybe he's just a bust. He hasn't played yet. Yeah, maybe he'll turn into Sam Donald and be a bust. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> So our best series slash game that we're looking forward to over the next week. Uh, mine is the series we're watching right now, the Do- the Dodgers versus the Madres, the Padres, the Dads, whatever you want to call them. I think it's going to be a fun series. Two good teams, two top teams in the NL West. Every divisional series in baseball has uh, a little bit of beef going on. We've seen with Acuna and the Marlins. We've seen... Uh, Aroldis Chapman and the Rays have a little bit of beef. We've seen, obviously, the A's and the Astros get in a fight earlier this year. And uh, Trent Grisham sparked some some uh, some beef between these two teams earlier in the season as he hit a big home run against Clayton Kershaw to tie the game in the seventh in a regular season affair earlier on. So I think this, uh, this series between the Dodgers and the Padres is my favorite thing to watch. I'm going to go with the Bengals at the Ravens. I think it'll be really fun to see Joe Burrow battle against Lamar Jackson, see you know, if his offense can keep up with them. Obviously, I don't expect them to win the game, but like last week, Joe Burrow got smacked, I think 12 to 14 quarterback hits, and he, he didn't give up. He brought them back still. Um, this will really show how Joe Burrow's mental toughness is, I guess, <laughs> how it is. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Ooh, that's a nice play by T. Nice snag by Santis Jr. Clevenger's <laughs> um, happy, that's for sure. Okay. My best game of the week, if they are playing, is Buffalo versus Tennessee. Aren't they playing week seven? No, that's a, that's a Pittsburgh, Tennessee. That's oh, I think they're just waiting on some COVID tests from Tennessee, yeah. but... Two, two straight days, though, that Tennessee hasn't tested positive, which is good news for that game, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the a clear-cut MVP, not clear-cut MVP favorite, Josh Allen's heading into Tennessee. Tennessee hasn't played in two weeks. Um, they had a little COVID break. And uh, Tennessee is a really good team as well. They were, one, they were the runners-ups in the AFC last year. And Josh Allen's hot. Tennessee hasn't played. It's going to be a very good game this week. And that's going to do it for us today. Uh, fun show. We tried recording this all in the same room, so I don't know if it's a little echoey. 
Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. We're in the living I'm room. I'm sorry. Um, follow the Twitter at Amax Sports, Instagram at Amax Sports. You know, podcasts coming out. Last week we were one day late. We had some technical difficulties, but yeah. usually every Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. If you made it here, uh, appreciate y'all. Or if you just you left five minutes in, I still appreciate y'all for joining us do. today. Mm-hmm. Uh, every listener counts, and everybody's appreciated. Yes, sir. Always remember, if it's not green. It's not a team. (laughs) Yes, sir, again. That's true. Peace. Peace.